This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and I am joined today by my friend and colleague and brother, Noah Adra from Stitch Coffee. Noah, welcome back to the podcast for I don't know how many times now. <laughs> regular. You are a I'm like regular. That, I'm like that guy who orders flat white every day. You know? <laughs> well, at some point, no doubt, you'll be hosting the podcast, so that works well. So... We just got back from World of Coffee Dubai and we had an incredible time while we were over there and we are going to record a series on the things that we learned about the future of the coffee industry from the Middle East, which is quite the surprise. And this is the first series of the year outside of World of Coffee, but we observed so much while we were over there and we learned so much while we were over there that we think it's kind of worth breaking it down by category for the industry cafes, consumers, the workforce, and whatever else we end up talking about, probably business models. But we were kind of blown away by what we saw over there, right? 100%. Yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> I think we've mentioned it before, but to like now being away for a few weeks, um, you know, and back to the real life for, uh, <laughs> and, you know, going through the hurdles every day. Uh Um, there was, there was definitely a lot of lesson over there and I guess it's an industry that is, is thriving to be the best at what it does. Right. So they have a pretty good master plan. I guess I got a big, uh, leadership behind it. They're looking into, you know, in Dubai, it's all about how do we do it? So it's one of the best in the world. You know, and, and I guess um, that was a very interesting because they support the industry um, through the whole, like, you know, it's not just give money to somebody to invest in something, but also it, the way they do business over there is if you have a great idea or, or if you're trying to do something different, everybody will try to be part of it so they can help you and help the whole industry shift towards uh, success you mentioned master plan like i think we should probably tell people how like it it's not like you've got sca that's kind of looking over the whole thing like it seems i got the impression at least well we know this for a fact i guess there is an actual master plan that the whole industry is conspiring into for the success of the industry, everybody wants to see the coffee industry succeed in Dubai, don't they? Mm, I think Dubai is the kind of the the, the stone, you know, when you're building an infrastructure yeah. or you're looking for the foundation. So they're looking at Dubai as becoming the foundation of the acceleration of the whole specialty coffee it's been it's been there for a while uh, you know it's not something brand new but i guess the adaptation process it's taking off in the last couple of years or three years now 
Um, and it's taking off from consumers, which is was very it's interesting wild, right? to see. Yeah, um, I've never seen so many uh, pour overs or uh, that is done. Maybe in Asia, it's been happening for a while, but I mm-hmm. guess being there in Australia, I think pour over seems to be taking off now a lot faster than before. Uh, but there, they were really focusing on high-end coffee. Uh, they've got stigma when it comes to blends. So for them, blends is a low quality, so nobody want to touch it. It's quite interesting. That's um, wild, right? Like in the yeah, West, like, that's how we build our espresso <clears throat> culture. By blending and, and doing, you know, a few different things together to get there. Over there is about... Now we don't want blend, just give me single origin. You know, I I just want Brazil or Ethiopia or or this. So it was a pretty, um, I don't know if this is the, you know, like I I think blends can do a lot more as well. Uh, But it's cool to see they want to look for that difference and they're looking for to become more of we are so serious about it. And, and they do have this consumer who is, if they are stuck in something, you know, they just, they are like, I want to have it regular yeah. and regularly. Um, they're happy to spend whatever money it takes for them to, mm-hmm. to get what they want, you know, which is kind of int- pretty cool. You know, it's different. When you say they're, they're willing to spend whatever they want, do you mean the consumer or do you mean the, the businesses? I guess it's a combination of both, but consumer is willing to pay for it, you mm-hmm. know, and that gives you as a business owner, I guess, the opportunity to go and say, well, if they're willing to do it, then I'm going to supply it, right? Um, it does get to a point where it's a little bit like ego-driven, you know. Um, it does get to the point where, um, just call it something different so for me to get exclusivity as well. So right. it's got, it does have that little bit of kind of things that we are going through it sometimes, you know, with exclusive coffee, not exclusive coffee. Do I want to mm-hmm. buy the whole lot or do I want to share it with everybody around me? So they they are working their way around it as, a, as an industry. Um, however, I believe another two to three years i think they will catch up a lot you know uh there's a lot of um challenges for them i guess which we might be talking a little yeah, bit no, go ahead more. and talk, talk about that because uh, this episode is about the industry that's established over there and and the future of uh, in my opinion the way that they're setting up their industry over there is really functional because yeah. it, it it works well together on a high level right? Like it's it's looking to go somewhere differently. It has its challenges and we'll talk about them in a second. But I think that if other uh, geographies can take a look at how that's happening and what they're doing and what the driving forces behind that are, I think even if we did it here in Australia, which we tried to do it like with, the, you know, the Sydney Coffee Town Hall, which was like, let's bring everyone together. Let's get everybody thinking about what we want our long-term success to be. But our industry here is too fragmented. And mm. I don't know that we can fix that. In Dubai, I find that there's a lot more, there are there are forces, shout out to Khaled al-Mullah, but there are forces over there that are trying to unify the, the industry. 
but it does have its challenges. And what did you, what yeah. challenges did you notice that existed in the industry? I think the main challenge is um, the education part. Okay. I think there is, there's a lot, a lot of room, um, you know, again, like blend versus single, you know, a little bit of that changeover in mentality, uh, mm -hmm. human resources, as much as they have human resources, but also there's a lot of challenge within their human resources as well. Um, uh, I know they're trying to build a lot of that educational part, so it's, it's happening, you know, uh, but it's, it's gonna, it's, they need a little bit more refinement in some places as well. Uh, which I guess there's a plenty of opportunities there to fix and to adjust as they're progressing and, and, you know, achieving the level that they want to get. Um, the, 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 the main thing about the industry there, as you said, like they're trying to work it out together, which is quite fascinating. Um, they price themselves really well as well. So from a pricing structure, they're, they're pretty good at it. They're not looking at it. I want to be the cheapest possible. You know, they, of course, there's always people who are looking for that and they will be there, but you can see there's a lot more interest in, in, um, in, in, putting the right price for the coffee they're serving mm -hmm. rather than, you know, I just wanted the cheapest as possible. Oh, the consumer will never pay for it. I guess they, they have will. that consumer. Yeah. They have that consumer who's willing to pay for it. And, you know, like a lot of people say, yeah, there's a lot of money there. Actually, is this, I don't think the fact that they have a lot of money, they want to do this. I think the fact that they also want to be seen doing certain things Pride. a certain way. They're, you know they're very I mean? proud so, of their industry over there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not just because I have shit load of money, I can go and do whatever I want. No, they're actually quite systematic. Yeah. You know, and and they do think, I mean, not everybody, but, you know, right. some people that we spoke to, yeah. uh, they're smart and spending their money. Not because 100%. they have it, they mean they got to throw it, you know. Um, and... Um, they definitely have a pretty good understanding of retailing. So slowly they like, you know, coffee shops, opening few coffee shops, getting the word out there, you know, uh, multiplying their revenue stream as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like some of them are green coffee importer and also roasters and, you know, they're trying yeah. to do a lot. Um, their market is willing to adapt. So that's a different thing. They got a really cool consumers that is willing to try something different that is willing to, we like it or not, follow certain trends, but following certain trends, not a bad thing because some trends are the right direction. For instance, uh, ready to brew stuff or ready to drink. Yeah. Um, 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 Location. Products location is very interesting right like where it's situated with regards to the supply chain like it's right by ethiopia and it's it's a, a hub for a whole bunch of of travel people are usually yeah. going through dubai which really does shift a lot of the logistics with regards to supply chain for the industry right yeah and and they're not just looking at it from you know coffee shop or consumer no. they actually have a wider vision yeah. where they're trying to build they, they're trying to be you know one of the biggest exporter of green coffee also roasted coffee um and they're doing so by allowing uh by building infrastructure 
over there where it allow people, you know, somewhere, a farmer in Ethiopia, Brazil, whatever they are, to send their coffee, get a roasted, get a process, packed, shipped, palletized, ready to go anywhere in the world, you know? Mm. Uh, that is that is a great service that it's going to help, as you said, stakeholders. Yep. Uh, within within the whole uh, coffee industry, you know, so they are definitely want to do an impact, and they look like they want to do a change, you know, and that is backed by the government, you know. So this it's is where not we should... just individually, yeah. This is where we should talk about the DMCC <clears throat> and the free zone, yeah, because it's backed exactly. by the government, right? Like, go ahead, tell us tell us about the DMCC. I mean, DMCC was uh, something I created in Australia, but on steroids, <laughs> that's the difference. Um, you know, um, it's not a brand new concept, you know, it's been around. Uh, but the exciting part is they are opening opportunities for people and farmers and whoever it is want to be part of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be positive, could be negative, but however, from a positive perspective and used well, I guess mm-hmm. that's the right word, not to just use it and go out in the market and cheapen the product, no, but use it really, really well. They're giving you infrastructure that no other country can no. give you an infrastructure like this backed by a government that does not exist. In a free zone. In a free zone, zero tax. Um, so the concept is you send your coffee green or if you're a roaster, if you're a farmer, um, they get it to roast it the way you want it. You know, and they've got, you know, a, a team of roasters, um, irrelevant, commercial, not commercial, put that on the side. This is all depends on your market anyway. Um, and um, roasted and packing and, and you doing nothing and just trying to find a consumer for your product, that's, I think this is fascinating. And they do have a success in tea. So as we learn, 50 to 60% of the tea gets sold in Australia, get actually processed in the MCC, the tea, the tea version of the coffee. And, um, you know, like I was like blown away because the fact that they could have support from, from the government to help. And this is a wider Mm-hmm. Uh, vision. This is not a closed vision. Uh, yes, they want to be the best. Who doesn't want to be the best? But at least they are helping other people in the plan. So not just themselves mm-hmm. in a way. And I think the part of it that really sung to both of us, and we kept commenting about this when we were there, it seems like they legitimately want to increase the quality of the industry, whether it's commercial or specialty they don't care. Like we spoke to Saeed, we spoke to Marco uh, and we had conversations with the folks at the DMCC about why they exist. Like, why are you here? What are you actually doing? And they're like, we're here to play the long game. We Mm. are here to facilitate the building of an industry and we want to help people who come from outside. Again, folks, I want to be very clear. We are not getting paid to say any of this. We are talking about what we observed when we were over there. Nobody has paid us for any of our thoughts about anything we've said about Dubai. It just legitimately blew our minds away, the stuff that we observed while we were over there. And so it's kind of important that if you are thinking about what market you want to go into, that you know that this is available. This is this is an option that we will be considering for Elixir Specialty Coffee next year. 
Yeah, definitely. It's um, again, it's just going to help you penetrate without have to spend so much money setting up. Yeah, you know, and good people. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, we've seen a lot of people were doing some coffees there. Some other people were. It's like they're creating a nice little hub um, yeah. as well. Um, I must say, it does need a little bit of culture, a little bit of few little bits and pieces there. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a perfect. No. Uh, it's a really good functional space. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it does require also a bit of a soft approach into a few little bits and pieces, I guess. Um, but overall, like you what mean from seen, a community perspective? Community yeah. perspective. We didn't. We didn't get to see that side of what existed from there. They have an education yeah. center over there. They have drip bag equipment. They have. Like so they, many different size roasters. all the functionality you Everything. need, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, which but we didn't say for, community. Yes, you know, like uh, maybe that's something they're going to improve on down the mm-hmm. track. And remember, this is all new, you know, there's yep. changes in in leadership as well and, and, and um, yep. ideology. Uh, but as an industry, just so we can, you know, wrap up the concept of the industry, mm-hmm. they are hungry, they are willing to do things uh they want to have change and they want to have a global impact i guess yeah and i think it's probably the industry to watch moving forward if if there's an you know people looking to cultivate an industry in their own local area go and look at what what's going on in dubai and uh, and listen to the podcast series from world of coffee there are a lot of people who can give you some insight into how they've done things all right in the next episode we are going to talk about the cafes and how what we observed about the cafes over there that was so different to the cafes that we've observed in other places around the world and folks i i guarantee you this one is going to be very interesting as well all righty peace love and peanut butter everyone have an amazing rest of your day Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.